0: The message you're about to listen to is produced by Sierra Isol Media. We are looking at the role of prayer this morning in destiny fulfillment. The role of prayer in destiny full. Meant. Hallelujah. The word destiny in the Greek is the word pro horizo. Pro It means to determine beforehand. To determine beforehand. It refers to a preordained, a preordained or God ordained end. A preordained or God ordained end. Jeremiah. 29 verse 11 We are looking at the role of prayer In destiny Fulfillment It says For I know the thoughts that I think Toward you said the Lord the Thoughts of peace and not of evil To give you Unexpected end Hallelujah So for everyone born into this world There is a God-ordained destiny it was determined before you were born. And it's a good one. It says, there are thoughts of peace. Give it to me in the NIV. It says, for I know the plans I have for you. Say, God has a plan for me. Amen. Say it again. Say, God has a plan for me. Amen. Declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope. And what? And a future. So, there is a God-ordained destiny for every child of God. For everyone born into this world. Praise God. In Jeremiah 1 verse 5, the Bible says, Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. Before came I came out of the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. It's a preordained or God-ordained end. See, for every life here there's a period in there's where God wants you to get to. You see, we call it reaching your full potential. Reaching your full potential. But some people may never reach it. See? Because they don't understand the role that prayer prayer plays. See? So we are looking at the role of prayer in destiny fulfillment. So the question I want to ask now is what is prayer? Now, there are three primary definitions of prayer. One is prayer is inviting God to intervene in the affairs of man. Prayer is inviting God to intervene in the affairs of man. Praise God. You see this very quickly in Isaiah 45, verse 11. You are inviting God to intervene. In the affairs of men. So it starts, the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and his maker. Ask me of things to come concerning my sons. Things to come refers to what? The future. It says, ask me of things to come concerning my sons. And it says, and concerning the works of my hand, what did God say? Command you me. See, prayer is inviting God. Inviting God to intervene. That means if you don't invite him, what will happen? He will not intervene. All right. Secondly, prayer is partnering with God. Prayer is partnering with God. To bring his plans to pass. to bring His plans to pass. So God has a plan, and if that plan is going to come to pass, man has to pray. Jeremiah 29:11, NIV, please. He says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Verse 12. NIV. So then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You see that? God says, I will review my plan to you. And when I review my plan to you, what's the next thing you do? You go and pray. And when you're praying in line with God's plan for your life, the answer is guaranteed. Hallelujah. So many of God's plans are delayed in the lives of his people because they do not pray. And I want you to know, right from the onset, that if you're not a praying person, you are a proud person. Because prayer means you're depending on God. Someone says, Pastor, I'm not proud. Okay. Okay. Let's read this and I'll read you two scriptures and we'll continue with our thoughts. says, Then you will come up upon, uh, call upon me and come and pray to me. I'll listen to you, verse 13. It says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So God says, When we are going to pray, we are seeking God when we pray. That's what God tells us. Are we together? Now give me Psalm 10 verse 4 the King James version Psalm 10 verse 4 It says the wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God God is not in all his thoughts So when I see someone who doesn't pray who doesn't schedule time to seek to, to seek God in prayer I've met a proud person And the Bible says God resists the proud Anyone here that doesn't have a prayer life is proud. You say, uh, Pastor, uh, uh, it's just one verse, and you, you, you taught us that out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. Okay, let me give you another one. Second Chronicles seven verse fourteen. It says, "If my people, which are called by my name, shall do what, shall humble themselves and, and what, and pray and do what." So, proud people don't pray. Why should they pray? They know what to do. They know who to call. They know they have uncles and politics. They have friends. She she has a rich husband. He, He has a wealthy wife that's well connected. Proud people don't pray. See? And God resists the proud Why is he cheating? Why is he lying? Or why is she lying to get ahead in life? Because she's not depending on God. She's torn from their wicked ways. So then we'll lie here from heaven and I'll forgive their sin and heal the land. So why is he not getting the the best of the land? Because of the fact that he has his schemes or her schemes or her strategies or his strategies on how to get it done without God. So God leaves you and says, Do it and let's see how far you go. So many destinies are aborted for lack of prayer. Don't forget that there's an enemy of your destiny. There's an enemy of your destiny. First Corinthians 16 verse 9. There's an enemy of your destiny. Look at this. It says, for a great door, and effectual is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. You see, in your life, God could have opened a big door. Some of you, you know, in your office, you are supposed to have been sent to UK for a training, or to Abuja, or to America for a training. Your name is supposed to be on the list, but somebody said, you will not go. The door is open, but there is opposition. So now, that part of your destiny that you should have gone to America for training, not training in Japan, not training in the UK, not training in Germany, every time say, so they're always bypassing me in my office. That's opposition. And it is with prayer you will break into that destiny. So many of God's children are there wondering, "Oh God, how come? How come this thing? You you said it now, Lord. I don't even understand. Yeah, you've not learned the importance of prayer. You just think that they will allow you to your destiny like that, because the devil knows if you feel your destiny, you are seeing progress. Your business is breaking out. Your church is growing. Your cell is growing. Your everything is about you. They are promoting you, traveling everywhere. People want to serve your God." Because the devil knows you're vocal about God. So he will sit on that destiny. Hallelujah. Zechariah 3 verse 1. And he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to do what? To resist him. See, many people have been resisted. They, 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 the door is open. They, ah, your name. They say your name. I saw your name on the list too. How come you're not going promotion? I said I don't know. You go and meet the boss and say I, I heard my name's on the list. And say, which list? Did you see it? I say, but I heard. Who told you? I say. But the person that don't say it's me. I say I heard. I say come on, your name is not there. Next year you hear your name is on the list. Now you are due for this thing. Now you go there and it's not happening you need to pray because Satan knows if you become the director you are tied to go to the kingdom of God more people will hear the gospel Satan knows you become a commissioner you heard that they will soon make you commissioner but after we were commissioned your name didn't commission Satan knows if you are a commissioner, you have more money, more people will be helped, more, more ladies who are supposed to be in prostitution. Through our Finding God's Jewels project, we're starting to help prostitutes and get them out of position and give them a the skill and help them start in life. Your money will go into it because you have a passion to help. So he makes sure you are uncommissioned. You're supposed to be a palm sec. You're not there yet. Satan knows if you become a palm sec, he knows you are vocal about God. So he sits on it. And the child of the devil gets there. And the occultist gets there. So what is duly yours? Someone else is sitting on top of it. I saw your, I saw your name on the list too. Your name was there. I saw it in my eyes like this. Say go and beg the man. You call someone like, please see my boss. And he went there. Say, please. What did the young man do to you? He said, nothing. I heard his name was list. Yes, his name was there, but he's not going. Oh, well, God, why now? Help him. Say, he, he will not go. Over my dead body. Please now, it is not fair. I'm not agreeing. He will not go. Crying. <laughs> First Thessalonians 2, verse 18. I want to awaken you to the fact that we're in a spiritual world. The door, God opened the door for the supposition. First Thessalonians 2:18. Let me begin from verse 17. It says, but we brethren being taken from you for, for a short time in presence, not in heart. Notice Paul said. He said, "Endeavor the more abundantly." Paul was trying more abundantly to see your face with great desire. Paul was trying to come. Wherefore would have come unto you, even even I, Paul, the apostle, once and again. But what? You got admission. To go to America to study. Great. But you've never been able to pass through the embassy. Because it's a spiritual embargo. That you must not go. But that embargo is broken today. And a person is struggling. Instead of going to pray. He's going to cry. Instead of going to fast. He's going to cry. Instead of going to sow. He's going to cry. There's a contention for your destiny. The door is open. Give me 1 Corinthians 16, verse 9. Give me the new living translation. The door is open. The learners come from the school. You should be going to America now. They They will not give you. Say, sir, so what why what is the issue? Why why can't I go? They just don't want to listen to you. You took a letter from a senator. They didn't listen to you. You took a letter from a governor. You say, you, say, like, what is happening? There are some people that they, the letter is sent to an office for the appointment or promotion or whatever. They will check for that. They won't find it. Paul says, I wanted to come once and again. But Satan hindered us. Look at First. Corinthians 16 verse 9 translation. Says, there's, there's a wide open door for a great work here although many oppose me give it to me in the message translation. I want to wake you because many Christians are not praying again a huge opportunity for a good work has opened up here a huge door God has opened the door there is also mushrooming opposition You heard, you heard. Someone told you from the government, you heard it, that the contract is going to be given to your company. You heard it. That the president, the governor, the, the minister, whoever said, it's going to come to you, that it is certain. I, so I, we talked, we have settled. Then the contract was issued, is another person. There's a position, cause many of you don't like prayer. No, they don't like. Pray that what? Pastor should pray for you. See, he who wears the shoes knows where it hurts. I cannot push. When my wife is pregnant and she's pushing, I cannot push for her. Ooh, ooh. She's the one that knows how she will push it. This prayer, there are certain things you cannot enter into without your own personal prayer life. I've gone to the embassy six times. I've gotten admissions many times. I don't know why. I don't know why things are not opening up. You better contend. Just two, verse 24 quickly. I'm staring you up. It says, rise you up, take your journey, and pass over the river anon. Behold, I've given into thine hands, see on the Amorite, king of Heshbon and his land. He has given you, begin to possess it, and contend with him in battle. He is giving the land, he says, Well, contend for it. Because we think that if God told us we're going to get it, we just walk into it with ease. God said, You're going to contend for it. It's going to be fight of faith. So many people have gotten prophecies from God. They are angry with the Lord. God told me I was going to get this thing and I didn't get it. Maybe I didn't hear well. Maybe the prophecy was not right. But you were praying, you heard from God. You said God spoke to you. You felt His presence. But now you're not sure anymore. Because you forgot that when God opens the door, the enemy will also come to contend with it. Do you know that when God spoke to Jesus, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well, I'm well pleased, and Jesus went to fast, do you know who spoke to him first? Talk to me now. So, when you get the word, your business will break out. Your business will increase. Doors will open everywhere. And you, ah, you the problem, you're excited. There are some demons are being recruited to. So, you see, make sure that prophecy doesn't come to pass. When Jesus was born, thank God Joseph could hear from God. Do you know that Herod would have killed the child? someone is after your destiny whether it is a relative whether it is whoever but the chief is Satan after your death it must not be fulfilled that's what they are saying because the devil knows if your destiny is fulfilled many people will serve God many of us are serving God because of biographies we read of God's people who are successful instead of our faith to follow God so now if you also succeed, more people will follow God so say and say, no, 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 this one, this one must not happen. So you've gone to embassy eight times. You've gotten letters from six different universities. You cannot say cross the embassy. It's time to contend. Hallelujah. Are you out there? All right. Now let's look at a few thoughts quickly. 1 Timothy 1 verse 18. How many of you have been stared to pray? Let me hear you. are being stared to pray. Okay. It says, This charge I commit unto the son Timothy according to the prophecies which went before on thee. What's he charging you need to do? It says, That thou by the prophecies might war a good warfare. He had a prophecies. He says, Use it to war. It's not just what you read, you say, the Lord spoke to me that my business is, I'm going to be a billionaire by 2035. And I'm only 17 years old, so he knows, I know that by the time I'm in my 50s, I'm going to be a billionaire. in dollars, he said, I'll be worth $50 billion. Stop contending now. There are people that get admission. Pass jam very well. Then they do pursue me. Pass it very well. But there is no one to sponsor them. The door is open. Enter the school now. The uncle that promised you that he will sponsor you now. He does not have money. He, was, he used to be a commissioner. Now he's a... I don't know what he is now. So, he, he Can you just imagine... Is prayer tell someone content. content? You are saying it in a job that way. Content. Tell someone content. content. Ah. There's a kind of prayer you don't pray it on your bed. Are you aware? So kind of prayer. your English. You don't. You know. You don't pray. Some prayers. If people pray, they don't want their lipstick to. We'll be praying. She doesn't want to sweat. When trouble comes, You will sweat. Eight times to an embassy. When will you start praying? When will you start fasting? And the testimony of a young man—he couldn't get a job for a while, and he started praying five hours every day, going for evangelism, five hours every day. When he got a job, they paid him one year ahead. His testimony is still touching me. The dear man of God said, "What if he doesn't go to work?" Prayer. Some people got their name is on the list they now go to where they are supposed to walk now say okay you guys are 25 we need 12 we have the 12 we need the other 13 go back to where he, you you got the job we passed the interview but they now need 12 the door was open but it was adversary hallelujah but we have the victory in Christ Jesus Amen. Amen. Let's look at this to our definition and we'll wrap this up. Now, the Lord impresses my heart with this. Now, are the ladies, they've been believing God for a husband. And a man will come into their lives, date them for like three months or six months and say, we're going to get married as the procedure starts, they start getting angry at each other, and the relationship breaks. It keeps on happening again and again and again, and you are quiet. Tell your neighbor, content. content. That's the time you contend. You put yourself on a program. That for these next seven days, I'm going to fast. I'm going to listen to all messages on faith and prayer. These next seven days. You gather all our cities on prayer. You are listening to morning after night. You are making out time to pray. We call it Kabash. I don't mean, if you can read this of Kabash. Kabash is La Jehovah's Witness. Lakitongi, Labrons, Kabateke, Inkulika, Pakaya, Kabakaya, got ah, It's not Jehovah's prayer. Cause you are 38. You never know, marry. There's someone I know that is 45. No, God can do it though. But you are the one that will tell me how quick God will do it. You that God cannot do it. God can do it in 40 years or in 40 days. So I know God will do it someday. He's the ancient of days. You're the one that's growing old. So now you're 48. You never see man. you know not ready to engage the word of God and get, into, get, word on, get the word on faith. All the messages on faith, you buy all of them. But it's the time to contend. The third definition of prayer, quickly before we close this message. Are you blessed? prayer prayer is a verbal request or demand made on God based on his word with his promise to meet that need. Prayer is a verbal request. Say verbal. That means you speak. Prayer is a verbal request or demand made on God. So it's on God. Based on his word, so he's based on his word, with his promise. So made that need. Psalm sixty-five, verse two. It says, "All oh thou that hearest prayer unto thee shall all flesh come." So, it's made on God, but say it's a verbal request. It's a verbal request. In, in Luke 11, verse 2, the Bible says, When you pray, what does it say? Say. So prayer is a verbal request. You don't pray in your mind. That's why you don't pray in your mind. I remember if you grew up like I did in church in those days, the, the priest would say, Let us pray. We'll warn you down and be quiet. Then he prays the Lord, hear our prayers. And I say, amen. Which prayer? Because if it's prayer, you must speak. Jesus Christ said, when you pray, say. Psalm 116 verse 1, very quickly. We said prayer is a verbal request. Made... God, It says, I love the Lord because he has heard what? My voice and what? So if you're not talking, you're not praying. There's a difference between praying and thinking. There's a difference between praying and meditation. Are we together? So a lot of people just be like this. Pray and let's pray. Some are praying in tongues. Some are praying in... But if you are praying, you must what? Speak. Are you all there? Psalm 5 verse 3, very quickly. My voice shall not hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee. And will look up. So we pray to God. It's a verbal request made to the Lord. Are you following me? All right, let me give you... Two more scriptures, Psalm 31 verse 22. It says, for I said in my haste, I am cut off from before thine eyes. Nevertheless, thou hast the voice of my supplication when I cried unto thee. Did you see that? So if you're not talking, you're not praying. Tell someone if you're not talking. You're not praying. So a lot of people are not praying. Because they're not talking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you out there? Let me give you one more Psalm 28 verse 2 There are lots, I have plenty of scriptures It says, hear the voice of my supplication When I cry unto thee When I lift up my hands toward thy holy, thy holy oracle See So if I'm not talking, I'm not praying So we said prayer is a verbal request Say prayer is a verbal request If I'm not talking, I'm not praying Say if I'm not talking, I'm not praying One more time yeah, if you're not talking, you're not praying. James 4, we're going to read verse 2 and 3. It says, You lost and have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight at war. You see, the people are struggling to get. They don't know the rule of prayer to get those things. Yet you have not because what? You ask not. All right, but God clarifies something in verse 3. It says, you, you ask and what? And receive not because what? You ask amiss. See, people are praying. They pray to people, pray to Mary. Hey, Mary, mother of God, pray for us. No, Mary is praying for you. There's, it's not in the Bible. Mary is not going to pray. Mary is in, is in heaven. She's not going to pray for you. Oh, I'm going to ask Anne. The mother of Mary. I don't even know how they knew that Mary's mother's name was Joan. I don't know. But you ask, Angel Michael, pray for us. You don't pray to angels. David said you pray to God. So, the reason why many people are not praying rightly, they, 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 they don't know. They ask a miss. Hey, my mother, you are in heaven or oh. Mommy, pray for me. If yeah. James 1 verse 5. If any of you, of you lack wisdom, let him ask who? If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask who? So who do we ask? Who do we pray to? You don't pray to an angel. I pray to the cherubim. Who is cherubim? What of the Seraphim? Angel Gabriel, pray for us. When the Bible says that angels seem to look into our privilege, say we don't pray to angels, we don't pray to saints. To whom do we pray? Yes, Psalm 65, verse 2 says, Oh, thou that hears prayer, to you shall all flesh comes. Not the angels. Hallelujah. So we've clarified that we pray. Number one, when we pray, we say. Number two, we pray to God. And I've just shown you that we pray to God the Father. Jesus said, "When you pray, say what? Our Father. See, we pray to God the Father. Are you all there. Tell someone, we pray to God the Father. Say it again, we pray to God the Father. Father. Yeah, we pray to God the Father. It's a verbal request or demand made on God. Jeremiah 33, quickly, we need to run. We're going to read verse 3. Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Let's read together. One, two, go. Call unto me and what? And show the great and mighty things. You see that? God is telling you, call on to me. Don't call an angel. And I'll answer thee. And I'll show the great and mighty things which thou knowest not. In other words, your possibilities are endless when you pray to me. So my prayer that as you learn how to pray correctly, that God will give you breakthroughs far more than you can wish for. Yeah. Are you all there? All right, quickly, we've got to run. Number three. Your desire must be specific. When you're praying to God, your desire must be specific. In other words, whatever you're asking God to do, be specific. Hallelujah. Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Jesus told them, What well, things soever you desire when you pray, believe, you receive, you shall have them. See? You're most specific. Give me Matthew 21, verse 22, quickly. It says, all things, what's you're asking prayer, but believing, you shall receive. See, all things, specific, you must be specific. Give me Mark 10, verse 46. Quickly, we've got to run. But are you enjoying this? All right, be specific. Quickly. And then, and they came to Jericho, and as they went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, blind, but Tamias, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. Next verse. And when he heard that it, it was Jesus, Nazareth, he began to cry and said, "Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me!" Quickly, next verse. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal. "You persist, thou son of David, have mercy on me!" Next verse. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be called, and he called the blind man, and saying unto him, "Be of good comfort, rise." They call it the verse fifty. And he casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. Next verse. And Jesus answering said unto him. What will thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said, Lord, that what? The man was blind though. In John 5, he saw a man that was paralyzed for 38 years. He said, do you want to get well? Will thou be made whole? You must be definite about what you want from God. When Jesus appeared to Kenneth Hagen, he told him, he said, one of the first things he told him he said: People must decide what they want. If they want to get answers to prayer, they must be definite about what they want. So, if you're asking over a child, don't just pray, God. I want picking. Tell them the kind of picking you want. There's some ways I don't call my I don't call my children picking. I call them children. I don't call them kids because a kid is a small goat. Yeah, go and check the etymology of the word kid, because that's why when someone is fooling around, you say, "Are you kidding me?" Are you thinking I'm stupid? I don't have stupid things. I have children. That's how many people their children behave any they are kids. Then I don't call my children an issue. So my wife just had an issue. Do you know what an issue is? A problem that lasts for a long time. I have children. I have three children. So when i say, how are the kids? I said, my children are fine. So you owe the kids, the children. No, I don't get kids. Nah. (laughs) Number four, very quickly, we have another service. Number four. Locate. Locate or search for scriptures. In God's word, that guarantees what you're seeking from God. Locate or search for scriptures that, in God's word, that guarantees what you're seeking from God. In other words, if I'm believing God for a child, I look for scriptures that have to do with giving birth. If I'm believing God for a job, I look for scriptures that have to do with working. If I'm believing God for promotion, I have to look for scriptures that have to do with promotion. Are we together? All right, so locate locate scriptures. Let me read something here. 2nd Samuel seven twenty four. quickly, 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 quickly. I'll just give you some scriptures. I won't take the time. It says, For thou hast confirmed to thyself thy people, Israel, to be a people unto thee forever, and thou art Lord and art become with their God. Next verse. Now, hear, hear what David said, follow him closely. David wants to pray to God. Now, he has a word to pray with. He says, And now, O Lord God, the word which thou hast spoken concerning thy servant. Notice he's praying with the word. Then he says, And concerning his house, establish it forever, and do as thou hast said. You see, so when you're praying, put God in remembrance of his words. Because a lot of people are asking amiss, Oh God, give me a child. Give me a child. Let them not mock me. Give me a child. No, Father, Your words as children are the heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is a reward. I serve in your house. I work in maintenance departments. I'm a soul winner. So the fruit of the womb is my reward. I seek the Lord. You are rewarder then I didn't let him seek you. I'm always in church. This is supposed to be my reward. I'm a child of God. A child is my heritage. What are you doing? You're setting your case before God. Because prayer, hear me, prayer is actually a legal thing. That's why when Jesus talked about prayer in Luke 18, 1 to 8, he dealt with it on a legal basis. So if you're going to come to God in prayer, don't just come with crying, because people are crying. Oh God, oh God, Hey, God, help me now. He doesn't hear tears. He responds to his words. Jesus said something. Jesus said, he said, give me... Oh boy, we'll come back here. Give me Hebrews, Hebrews 10, verse 5. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Verse 5. It says, Wherefore, when he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering, thou wouldest not. But a body has now prepared me. Verse 6. Quickly. In bond offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast no pleasure. Verse 7. Then said I, Lo, I come. Watch this. In the volume of the book, it is written of me to do thy will. So God's word is a revelation of his will. So I want to get answers to prayer. So I've got to come to God with his word. First John 5 verse 14 quickly. So I I look for scriptures that promise me those things. And I meditate upon them. And I have faith in those words now. Now I'm going to take it to bring forth my arguments before God. You can write Isaiah 41 verse 21. And that's for your own benefit. But let's stay here. He says, This is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he says, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is in you know on me to do thy will. So I'm taking to God his what is in his book. This is what God says in his word. He says, By his stripes I was healed. He said himself took my infirmities and carried my diseases. So I go and say, Lord, this hypertension has been in my body for too long. But you said in your word, himself took my infirmities. He carried my diseases. You said in your word, I'll restore healing unto thee. And I'll heal you of thy wounds. This wound, this ulcer is not healing. But your word says, ulcer, I command you to go because God cannot lie. It says you ask, anything according to his will. What did he say? So if you're not praying, the word is what? He's not hearing. So you hear people say, I've been praying about this for a long time. For the past six years I've been praying. Because we were not praying his word. So that problem has been there for six years. You've gone to embassy eight times. You did not take God's word before him and say, Father, this is what you said. we 14 verse 2 says, take with you words. You take his word. When you are going to God in prayer, you take his word. He says, he hears us. Come on now, I'm walking on something. Follow me. He says, he hears us. Go to the next verse. He says, and if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know we have the petitions that we desire. He says, when you are praying in the word, answered prayer is guaranteed. you gather the scriptures, you locate them number four, you gather the scriptures you come to God with an argument because he cannot deny himself I'll never forget many years ago, the church wasn't growing the way I wanted it to grow in Benin and I took those prophecies, I was reading them before the Lord and and praying and bringing my arguments I remember what God told me, God said something said, I have never lied to anyone and I will not start with you I brought my case church opened up in attendance You have to bring your case to God. You have to bring your case to God. You have to put him in remembrance. You have to bring your case. Some of you are not bringing your case. You are bringing tears. Some of you are bringing complaining. I remember a minister of God was praying. Talking to God. Look at my life. I'm serving you. Nothing is working. I don't have a good house to stay. God said, what are you doing? He said, I'm praying. He said, no, you're complaining. He said, go and check my word. Then come and pray. And boom, it broke out in the ministry, child caps. So you could be suffering right now because you are not taking, you're not praying the right, you're asking amiss. miss. You have cried tired for your marriage. Oh God, oh God, this is our marriage is. Eh? My husband not blow my eye. Oh God, he's a Christian. Oh see my eye. Oh God, see face. You take it to the Lord. You take it to the Lord. Father, from the beginning, it was not so. Your wife is giving you trouble. Father, from the beginning, it was not so. Your word says, he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Father, my life should be better. This is what your word says. Did not you say two are better than one? Why should I be worse? Because I'm married. You start calling, I'm scared. I'll my spirit. I'm so scared. See? See, you're just getting results in prayer. You're looking at your chat. You're speaking. Go to the Second Samuel seven again, quickly, 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 quickly. I just want to give you about three more, and we close. Have you enjoyed this so far? Because I know that I'm not going to teach it again. So I'm, my assignment for this message ends in this service. It says, it says, and now, O Lord God, the word which thou hast spoken concerning thyself and concerning for service, and do as thou as what has said. Next verse. Next verse. Quickly. And let thy name be magnified forever, saying, the Lord of hosts is the God over Israel. And let the house of thy servant David be established before thee. Because God has said he will establish his house. So God, do as you said establish my house. So now the Messiah comes from the house of David. Because David told God, you said it, now do what you said. So Jesus Christ will sit on the throne of what? There's any fulfillment. Next verse, quickly, quickly, last verse. It says, for thou, O Lord, of hosts, God of Israel, has revealed to thy servant, saying, notice this, saying, I will build thee an house. Therefore, as I found, watch this, found in his heart to pray this prayer unto thee. So when, when you see something in the word of God, turn it into a prayer. You see, my children, I can never have stubborn children. I have too many scriptures. It says your children shall be established as former time. It says, Great shall be the peace of thy children, they shall all be taught of the Lord. All thy children shall be taught of the Lord. Then it tells me again, it says, I'll contain with them, i contend contain i children. In other words, whatever attacks I went through in my life, my children are spared. See, those are things I've prayed for many years. I you look and say, This became me, no, go me, win <laughs> This became, and oh, they look, this became me, like, don't they fly you? you no, know, don't say that. Go and bring the word. Amen. That man is laughing serious. Take the word in prayer. You want to know the scriptures? I gave them on Sunday. On, um, which day did I give them the scriptures? On Friday. And I'm giving that message for free. Ecop is free for everybody in church. So you know what to pray. Hallelujah. Let me give you other references. You write them down. Go and check it. Genesis 32, 9 to 11. When Jacob was praying, he kept on saying what you said, what you said, what you said. Exodus 32, 7 to 14. Exodus 32, 7 to 14. Daniel 9, 2 to 4. Nehemiah 1, 6 to 11. Are you learning something, please? Okay. Quickly. Number five. Expect God to do what He promised. That means pray with expectancy. Don't just pray. Pray expecting the results. Pray with faith. Are we together? Pray with faith. Pray with faith. Pray with expectancy. Jesus Christ said, all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Matthew 21, 22. Mark eleven, twenty-four. 24. It says, "What things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, you shall have them. You see? Pray with faith. You gather these scriptures. Gather them. Don't be in a hurry to pray. Don't be in a hurry to talk to God. Gather them. When you're coming, know that God cannot deny himself. Are you out there? Number six: When you pray, pray from your heart. When you pray, pray mean what you say and say what you mean. When you pray, pray from your heart. Pray from your heart. You see that in Jeremiah twenty-nine verse thirteen. So you shall seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Pray. From your heart, James 5:16. 16. Is this helping anybody, please? James 5:16. 16. Quickly, quickly, we just got two more to go and we'll turn over the service to the third service. It says, Confess your false one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. Give it to me in the amplified, very quickly. Amplified. It says, the earnest, heartfelt, did you see that? The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in his work. And is working. you pray from your heart. Tell someone, pray from your heart. That's why when we, we are going to take some time to pray, and those of you in 10th service, you can also take advantage of the prayer time. Pray from your heart. Don't just pray at your brother prayer. You know the ladies that don't like to mess up their makeup, don't need to sweat up and guy, don't pray, but when, I, when we give you that small prayer time, about five minutes, you're going to pray, don't pray, you are for me, you will not get an answer, forget the person, be inside your prayer, that's why when I'm praying, I don't look around me, so now I'm praying like this, how I many of you have seen me in church, I'm facing this side, have you seen me, because I'm not looking at you, but some of you are praying, you are scared of the bush, scared of the disco, back to the of the rock, so the Oh, Zeka, (laughs) Zeka. Are you out there? Pray from your heart. Psalm 19, verse 14, very quickly. Psalm 19, verse 14. Psalm 19, verse 14. It says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be accepted in sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Pray from your heart. Psalm 20, verse 4, very quickly. Pray from your heart. It is heartfelt prayer that gets God's attention. It says, grant thee, let's begin from three into four so that you can understand that he's praying. It says, he's praying for the king. It says, remember all thy offerings and accept thy bone of of sacrifice, verse four. It says, grant thee according to thy own heart and fulfill thy counsel. In other words, you're praying. So you pray from your heart whenever you want to pray. You know, the Lord taught me how to receive miracles and he said, whenever you pray for anyone, pray for them from your heart. And you'll get the results. So a minister of God, a big minister of God was talking on TV one day said, Jesus appeared to him and told him, do you know why I got miracles in my ministry? That I always prayed for the people from my heart. I said, God I told me that a long time. So many times when we are praying, we are half-hearted. Oh dear Father, I pray for breakthrough. the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I just, I trust you Father. My boss, I have found favor. The name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I give you praise. Oh blessed Lord. Blessed Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh blessed Lord. I give you praise. I give you praise. Oh Lord, thank you, Jesus. Oh, you're worthy, oh Lord. You're worthy. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just thank you. I give you praise. <laughs> Tell someone pray from your heart. Number six. Is this six? Seven pray with thanksgiving thanksgiving means you expect answers to your prayer pray with thanksgiving pray with thanksgiving Acts 16 verse 25 the Bible says Paul and Silas prayed and what and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them and what happened the Bible says and there was an earthquake suddenly there was an earthquake They prayed with expectancy. When you pray, after you finish praying, what do you do? You thank God. You praise God. You You praise God. Philippians 4 verse 6. Quickly, quickly. It says, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With what? Thanksgiving is like spiritual yeast. It is what causes your prayer to produce results. It's like yeast. It makes it increase. It makes it multiply. When Jesus wanted to break the bread, what did he do? Give thanks. Look at this. He says, let your request, notice your prayer is not complete without thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. Verse 7, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and mind by Christ Jesus. Ephesians 1:16. Paul says, I cease not to make, to, to make mention of you in my prayers, it ceases not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Notice it ceases not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Philemon 1 verse 4, very quickly. And I'll give you the last one and we're gonna pray right now. It says Philemon 1, verse 4. Philemon, Philemon, Philemon. So I thank my God, making mention of thee always my prayers. So whenever you pray, what do you do? You thank God. Lastly, number eight. After receiving answers to prayer, testify. After receiving answers to prayer, testify. I'll just give you the scriptures: Luke 17:11 to 19. The leper, ten of them were healed. Jesus said, "Go show yourselves to the priest." And only one of them came back, and Jesus said, "Only one came to to to, to give glory to God, to thank Him." And He told that one, "Thy feet has done what has made you whole." In other words, he didn't just get killed, he got more than what he asked for. If you want to get more than what you asked for, whenever God does a little thing for you, you must what? Testify. Mark 5, 25 to 34, the woman with the issue of blood, after she was healed, Jesus made sure she came to tell him all the truth, he testified. And what did Jesus tell, tell her again? Daughter, your faith has done what? Has made you whole. You see that? So you get more than what you asked for. Revelation 12 verse 11, if I came in by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, Revelation 12 verse 11, make your boast in the Lord.